Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking James's heart. Don't go breaking my. Don't go breaking my. I won't go breaking your heart. My itty bitty heart. <laughs> Guys, you've been messaging me. You've been asking about this gorgeous Australian fella. You've been saying, Josh, who's that gorgeous? Bronze tan individual. Tall. Tall. Brown. Dark and handsome. Handsome. Unlike you, Josh, you small <laughs> midget. And and I might have cried a bit. I might have been emotionally disturbed. But now I'm okay. You broke you could say you broke his heart. Yeah. And guys today, these are probably like this perfect individual. Possibly just breaks every girl's heart and <sighs> couldn't have his own heart broken. He couldn't. How could he? Impossible. It, Unheard of. He's Australian. He surfs for a living. <laughs> you can't get your heart broken if you yeah. surf. It's not a thing. However, today we've got a bit of a story. Mm-hmm. Oh, things that lads don't talk about. Things that the boys, not us, but some boys don't like to talk about. Heartbreak. It's a touchy, touchy subject. Touchy subject. So mm. we've got Mr. James. Oh, yeah. If you didn't listen to the first podcast, it's okay. I don't forgive you, so what you're going to do is stop this one, go back and watch the first one, which also includes the South African, and then you're going to go come and watch this one, okay? But the good part is the, uh, the Irish and the Australian. Mm. The South African's just like a garnish. Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys, so today, uh, myself, definitely in the past, one time maybe, has definitely, might have, slightly, just a tiny wee bit, had my heart broke. Also, Mr. James. Oof. Oh, did it's you get your heart broke? Been there, done that. It could happen again. It could happen again. It could happen at any time. Probably will happen again. That's you know the scary what? part. It is. But you know what? We've got stories to tell. We got stories. We've got wisdom to share. What way are we going through this? Do you want to do your story, my story? Um, we're just going to fuck it just to see like, what happens? I don't know. Let's just talk about the subject as a general. First. As a general. You know, like, I feel like. I don't know. I've been talked to a lot, alright? And personally, I'm going to be honest, I don't see it, but a lot of people have told me that I'm attractive, I'm so cool, so like, so, I don't know, just a lot of these things, and I'm just like, wow, like, I don't get it, but sure. Mm. And a lot of people expect me to be like, I don't know, this fuck boy, like, going around, getting women left, right and centre. But it's not like that. It's not like that at all. I think... Josh can vouch for Yeah, no joke. Like, what, don't get me... When I, I fucking hate the way I've done this. I prejudged you. Sorry if I curse. I didn't prejudge you. I, like, just left it um, a bit longer to see if you actually were who you were pretending to be at the start of camp. So when I seen you, I just remember seeing you. I was like, this guy's so cool. But is he going to be like this in a week? Is he going to be like this in two weeks? Or is it just going to be one of these people who, like, pretends to be someone that they're not? And then the more I got to know you, like, you literally just care about respect. Like, you definitely don't just go running all sleeping with like any girl your morals are super high you're definitely not what they, they would label as a fuckboy um, have you been in the past? no no I've it's never it's never been your thing people have people have been like oh, I've been through like a hoe phase or like a fuckboy phase yeah I, not me uh-uh. never I'm very I wouldn't say picky yeah I'm just, I'm just not one to go out and do that type, sort of stuff yeah you're just do you know what it is you're just like you've got that natural chill Australian vibe and I think with that comes like the cool calm collectiveness we're like if you I'm going to categorise them if you see like English boys <laughs> so like racist, a bar so racist, so racist. that's okay you invaded my country people alright <laughs> so listen for a second um, your typical I would say the average percentage of English lads tell me if I'm wrong by the way not all you some of you are cool um, but like you take your typical English fella dictionary version look him up and he's like your type of boy that goes to like the club pretends he's someone who's not Thinks he's like this, like Jack the Lad type of face, and then you've got the Australians who naturally have like this cool, calm, collective, funny personality, and that's kind of what you are without like the fuckboy aspect of it, which a lot of Australians probably do have. Mm, I feel, yeah, a lot of my friends definitely are fuckboys, or like just they just treat people wrong, and yeah. I'm just like, why? And like they do, they break hearts, and it's not nice. And I see it, I'm just like, why? What are you doing? Like, do you not have any morals yeah. or any, 
like compassion for any other human being. Yeah, I definitely think it's fine that like, don't get me wrong, I think like if the average person, like if they make it very clear, like at the start, they're like, listen, this is just what it is. I don't want that. And like at the very start, they make that very clear. Mm -hmm. I've got respect for them people because they're the type of people who just don't want to be in a relationship and aren't ready for it. But like you said, the type of people that like drag it out as if they like these people, give this person the illusion that like, they mean something deeper to them, like an emotional yeah. connection. Uh-huh. Then just do what they've got to do and then they leave. That's a different ball game in itself and they are the people that I would categorise as like an asshole, 100%. if that makes any sense. Yeah. But yeah, if you're out there and you're exploring yourself and you just want to, you know, make love to a few couple of people, that's fine. Just make sure you pre-tell them mm-hmm. that you don't want it to go anywhere. Don't put it in the fine print. All right? Yeah. Let, let them know. Yeah. Let them know. Just don't tell someone you like them. If you don't, it doesn't make any logical sense, <laughs> you donkey. Well, God, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Heartbreak. Yeah. It's nasty. It's not nice. Like, and you know what the thing is? It's not like you get over, like, breakups, sure. Like, you you go through it. You break up with, or you get broken up with, or you break up with someone. And you, you might be over it in a week. You might be over it in a year. But heartbreak is like, it sticks with you. Like, it's it's indented in you. I, I don't think you, if you're completely honest with your true self, I've been single now for five years after that. I don't think you properly ever get like extremely over it. I just think you learn from it. Would you agree uh-huh. or would you? I agree. I think it's like like depression. We were telling someone about that. We were having a chat with someone the other night and we just said, you know, like you might be going through it, um, but, you know, you don't really always get over it fully. You know, like it, it's, it makes you who you are. That's how I think of it. Like you go through heartbreak, you go through all this stuff and like you don't get, you get past it but it doesn't leave you. It's like, I don't know, it's like a bad smell with Josh. Like, it's always around, <laughs> but, you know, he can... He, he can, can get rid of it. He can dim it down a little bit, but it's always there, you know? Yeah, no, I, I like, it definitely agree. I think it definitely sticks for you, and I think, I think you need to get your heart broken, and, like, it's just such a, At the time, it's, like, the most painful... 100%. It's just the most, like, disgusting thing at that time of your life. Like, it feels horrible, mm-hmm. but then once you kind of get over that, like, Line, which can take for some people it could take a month. For some people, it took me. I think, well, like I said, I don't think you ever properly get over it. But it took me like two years to properly be myself again. Yeah, 100%. after that initial breakup. At the start, when this first happened, I was like an asshole to that. Like the that girl, I I, yeah. get, I put her for hell. Like we had broke up. We both done like wrong things, right and wrong things. Um, it ended for whatever reason. We were both young. We were, we were pups. Um, and at the start, you know, you try to play it like this is the best thing ever. You try to, you just become like, I became like, not, nah, mm, you know what, I'm going to I went through definitely a stage at 19 years old where I might have, so I went out with this girl between the ages of 14 to 19, uh, just before 19. And then, so my whole year being 19, for the first, at the start of that, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, I can go and kiss another girl. Like, cause I'd never had that experience and I never cheated. So I was like, going to the clubs and kissing girls left, right and center thinking it was like the best thing ever being like I don't need her yeah I yeah. don't need her uh-huh. I'm a big boy <laughs> then you go home and, and then you're alone and you got no one no and then one. you got no one you got the four walls around you and that's no when shit gets real uh-huh. and that's when it becomes scary and I think that's when you can kind of dig into like that depression side of things and that like heartbreak of things and it's nasty we said it before and I'll say it again when uh-huh. you're it's okay to be out with the boys you're having a drink and you're saying cheers and you're going and kissing some girls. That's all fun. Same with, sorry, and the other flip side, obviously a girl going through a breakup, going out and kissing those boys, but I can't speak from that experience because I'm a, I'm a boy. Oh, <laughs> really? So I know. It's debatable. It's very debatable. With those tits, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's just, you need to be comfortable when you're being alone and when you get back, and you're on your own and you're sitting that's when that's when it can get very scary and I think mm-hmm. what terrifies me more about that type of stuff when that happened to me originally it was like I well no the whole time I could I was literally the same person I was now but inside just nobody knew mm-hmm. like nobody could tell the difference like that I was like going through that depression going through that anxiety going through that heartbreak going through the hurt mm-hmm. the pain all that from the outside in, it was just the same person I am today, yeah. which is terrifying because no one can truly really understand then what depression is because you can cover it up that well. Uh-huh, that's very true. Like, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, we've got a two-story house back home 
and my bedroom's upstairs. And usually when I come home, I've been working hard all day. I've been, you know, I'll come home from school. Now I've finished school, I come home from work. I just go up upstairs, sit on my bed and chill. You know, like I lock myself away, but it's not like I'm upset or anything, you know? And when I was going through the heartbreak, it was like, I was doing that as, as well. Like it wasn't any different, but it was just the emotions that I was going through upstairs by myself. It was tough. Like, like you just, you're lonely. You've got, you feel like you've got no one to talk to after that, you know, like, you've got your friends and, you know, you might tell them, hey, like, I've, we've broken up with my significant other, you know, but it's not like, you can't really gauge what someone's going through because everyone experiences it differently, yeah. isn't it? Like, someone can have heartbreak and be like, okay. I don't like, care. Yeah. And someone can have heartbreak and be suicidal and shit, you know? Um... And I was, I got really bad. It was kind of, it was with a, I was in year 10 at that point. So how how old would that be for the... So year 10 is about what? 16. 16, yeah. And I was dating a year 12. So two years older than me. So an 18 year old. You sexy dog. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. She was a bit of a cougar. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, um, and that happened. But before that, I was kind of on and off with a girl. Like it wasn't on and off. Nothing ever happened between us. But it was like, I would like her, and then I would stop, and then she would like me, and then she would stop, and then I would like her, and back and forth, and back and forth. And then she went away for a year. Um, and so, like, she, I thought that she was, like, I liked her. Like, we've all got that one person that you like. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, you've always got a soft spot for them. Yeah, no matter what. And she was that person for me. Um, and so she went away for a year to America, funnily enough. Whoa. To, um, Whereabouts? Um... Chicago, Whoa. I think. Yeah, she um, she went on a student exchange, so she did school here in America. Um, and so while she was away, I was like, "Fuck!" Like I can't do anything, so I'll just move on. Like I'll live my life a little bit. And so I got a girlfriend um, back home, obviously. And was um, she kind of like a coping so mechanism she, to like try was, and get over this girl, or? Oh, uh, not really. Uh, not really. Like she, the girl that went away, she. I was like, I still liked her when she like. As she left, and then, like, maybe a month or two in, I was like, all right. Kind of got I over? Like, yeah, I was like, okay, I can't do anything about it. Let's, let's like, do stuff, do other stuff, you know? So, I got a girlfriend, um, and she was the one that was in year 12, and so she was pretty messed up. She, like, she was, um, she cheated on her boyfriend to be with me, and I didn't realize she had a boyfriend at the time. Whoa. So, when I did realize... Red flag. I knew... I knew the guy, right? Because she dated a guy that was at my school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And he was mates with my brother. So it's all a big fucking loophole. <laughs> it's all, it was horrible. So he was this big, white, South African like Nathan over here. Oh, he, was, he was six foot four. Okay. He was six foot something. He was built like a wall. Nearly as right? tall as me and nearly as built as me and nearly as sexy as me. Nearly, but not as much. Anyway, he... He, when he found out, he was not happy. He wanted to rip my head off. Exactly so. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. But not um, that you knew, but like from his perspective, I it's like... Yeah, so I didn't know. And like we'd had, we'd done, like we kissed before she told or he found out or I don't know how it happened, but um, so he came over and he was like, he was ready to fight. He was ready to kill me. Um, so that was like, that was one big point of it. I was like, I felt really threatened and really... I like went back into a hole, you know. Like, like shit yourself. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah, and so I didn't feel safe at school or anything, and so I, we continued to date. My fucking dumbass said, "Fuck it, we're still going." All right, <laughs> um, and like the thing is, let me interrupt this story. Looking back on it, you're like, "Fuck, that was dumb." Yeah, but in the moment, you're like, "Sure, like let's just keep going on it." You're I in thought, the love circle, and you can't like. Uh huh. It's, it's like when you're looking in the relationship, and you're like, yeah. "How are these two Idiots still yeah. going out like it's clearly the most toxic thing ever. Uh-huh. But when you're in it, it's like a different ball game. Yeah. And you kind of know, but you don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. Like subconsciously, you know, but you kind of just roll with it. See, I was thinking, I was like, she cheated on her boyfriend to be with me, so surely I'm better. <laughs> right. That's what I. That was my. But mindset. that's what a sixteen-year-old ego was going to tell yeah. him, isn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> so we dated, and things kept coming up, and end up, she's fucking. She was like depressed and suicidal and stuff, and she had multiple personality disorder right so she 
would bounce in between personalities and it's very different to bipolar like bipolar is like you're happy one moment and then something sets you off and you're angry right but this was like I'd be talking to 12 different people within one day you know seriously within like one person oh yeah. my days um, and they were very different that's fascinating so, isn't it yeah it was really weird um, and then while all this was going on the girl that went to America was still messaging me and stuff and I still had a soft spot for her, of course, so it was kind of like that. Um, but it was never like, um, I didn't cheat or anything. Like, I was very loyal to this to the girlfriend that I had. Um, and then it was getting really rocky. Um, it, was, it was just, we were arguing all the time and like she would, she, like her personalities would get out of, like out of control. Um, and so it was fucking me up. And I started getting like, um, pretty like self-harming and stuff I was doing that stuff to myself yeah like then, cotton yeah well I it was pretty similar I started scratching myself okay and I've got scars from yeah. it um, and so we broke up I was gonna break up with her and I was like dead set on it I was ready and then she messaged me and she was like I think we should end things and so she broke up with me over text um and so that fucking hurt. So I didn't really get much closure from it. That's, yeah. That's what I felt. Kind of stop. Yeah. It was just like, okay, we're done now. So, um, so this wasn't your girl that broke your heart though. This was the it was all the in between. It. it was well, all the whole thing yeah. was just spiraling. Uh-huh. So that happened, and then I went into this hole, and then I think me and this other girl from America got into an argument, and like I was just like fuck like this is just some bullshit this is all just it's all fucking horrible and then my parents were like up at me and I was like I love sport and a sport like sport is an escape for me and I was playing sport and it was just, I was I was playing like shit I couldn't like I couldn't kick a ball I couldn't catch a ball it was horrible yeah it was so, just everywhere and anywhere uh-huh so even my coach picked up on it he was like are you okay like is there something going on back home or anything and I was just like I felt I felt really, um, how do I say it? I just felt really alone. Mm-hmm. Um, even when my coach picked up on it, I was like, I was like, fuck, like something's going on, you know? It's like nearly like a switch, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. And then, so I did this self-harm stuff. Did you tell him? Who? Did something was up, your coach? Oh, um, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I did, but it like, I told him when it got sorted out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did, yeah, I scratched myself. Um, on my arm and then I like my parents saw it and they were like what's this from like they got angry at me for it um, and I understand why but in the moment I was like I was like fuck like I'm fully alone now like my parents are angry at me for yeah. this you know like they're just, just trying to help you but yeah. they're like nearly doing the opposite but uh-huh. it's not like they don't mean to be doing the opposite but they are yeah because they've like made you feel like you're alone even though they're just trying to help you exactly and you. exactly and i've learned that now yeah um but looking back it wasn't like yeah, that. i felt horrible and like my dad went off of me a little bit and he was like i just like i, I don't want you feeling like this and i was like I, I i just got scratched like i wasn't it wasn't me i just got scratched in footy um and yeah, and like ever since, I've just been, I've been very like cautious with the girls that I talk to and the, and like the relationships that I get into. Um, and it's just like, it, when you're heartbroken, it's just like, nothing can change your mind. Like, even time. like the boys were there for me, but like I was just, I had to go through it myself to get, over, yeah. you know, like there was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything, you know, like I felt so helpless. And I felt so out of control that I just, like, I was getting suicidal thoughts and stuff and, like, self-harm. and It was just, like, the, the roughest point in my of life. Of your life. I think what's so scary yeah. about that, but, like, is... Because when I talk about a lot of people like, and I try to be positive, you see these motivational videos, like, if you're depressed, do this and do that and try and, like, yeah. get out of it. But sometimes you're, like, enough... You, you get into that deeper... Uh, this only happened in my breakup. I've been clean from it for a long time. But, like, once you get into, like, that state of depression, it, like, it goes so far, it's, like, you're just drowning. Like, you literally feel like you're drowning, and it's nearly impossible yeah. to, like, climb your way out. And thankfully we have, because there's fucking people that haven't. Yeah. Like, there's literally people that have not been able to make it. It's been that hard. And The worst thing is seeing those people yeah. and knowing that they're going through it. And knowing what they're feeling. And, like, you've just got to let them, like, nothing can change their mind. Either. Yeah. You know, trying so to, like, they're trying to get it out by themselves and, like, it's just hard to help someone out in that yeah. situation, you know? Like, 
I've had a lot of friends that are in toxic relationships and then they like break up and they're really it's like a really dependent relationship where they they're both like depressed and they rely on each other and then when they break up they just go into like pure hell and yeah it's just like how like I've wondered how do you how do you help someone like that without like them getting into another relationship if it's toxic or not yeah and the massive problem like with today I think we talked about this the other night like the massive problem with today is like even if they like even if they get the courage to go and get the help and go to a doctor you've then got the problem where I'm not saying all doctors definitely not all doctors some doctors are amazing but there's some that are literally only there for the money mm-hmm. and couldn't they just generally couldn't give a fuck about your mental health Yeah. so you go there and some people like eventually like especially don't get me wrong girls get a hard but men like men find it extremely hard to come out because you're always told to be tough uh-huh. always told to be a man and then you finally grow, grow a set as they say to go to the doctors and then they're literally just like, oh, there's some tablets. Yeah, see you later. Here's some medication. Here's some medication. See you later. Yeah. It's just not the right way to go about it. It's Wait. not. And it's like, it's like, I am, there was a lot going on at school at that point as well. Like we had, we had, so there's like an organization back home. Are you okay? I think, I think, I think it's worldwide. It's worldwide. No, yeah. yeah it's, it's, which is amazing. And so they came into our school and they had like a little talk to us and they were like, at the end, I remember it. They were just like, sometimes it's easy to, like, see that your friend isn't doing okay, mm-hmm. but some it's harder f- to see that you're not doing okay yeah. yourself. And that I was like, I was, I felt personally attacked you're at like, that point. Whoa. I was like, fuck, how dare you? Um, and so I kind of realized, and like after I went up to the guy and I was like, I was like, how do you, how can you tell that you're not doing okay yourself? And he was like, well, are you doing okay? And I was like. No, I'm not. I'm not doing okay. <laughs> yeah, because if you come up, if you go up to ask that question, yeah, exactly. you're probably not okay. Uh-huh. Which is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, it was just a whole abundance of things that were going on, but it was definitely the relationship that like started it, and then things just piled up and piled up and piled up. And it was my fault that I didn't, I didn't really go out and seek any help. You know, like I went to a counselor for a couple sessions, but it was like. He was just like, oh, what do you do to get your mind off things? You know, like, how how do you do this? And, like, as Josh was saying, I probably didn't do it at that time. Yeah. Um, probably no example of someone doesn't give a fuck, yeah. though. Like, that guy uh-huh. probably doesn't care about you. Like, yeah. some do, obviously, but some don't. Yeah. But, yeah, tell us about yours, Josh. So we can relate a bit more. We can relate a bit more. So, mine, yeah, kind of similar, kind of different in the same perspective. Um, 14 and 19, like I said, something like that. Um, and just definitely, like, I mean, head over heels was Mr. Josh Bell, Sean Love. Um, she, it, it worked both ways. We were both extremely in love. Um, we went on holidays together, like, from 14 years old. She would, like, stay at my house. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, my mum, like, no girls stayed at my house. Right. Unless they're in a relationship. So from 14 years old, they've, um, she was able to uh, stay at my house, so she was, which was pretty awesome. Wow. Um... Yeah, we went on holidays together. We went to the likes of France together. We went to Portugal, England, trips down south to like the Republic of Ireland. Um, so which is crazy for like that age, like wow. we went holiday and stuff 14. together. Fourteen. Fourteen, we okay. were going to all these places together. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really nice to see because I'm from the council state. Do you know what the council state is? No. Basically, don't get me wrong, it's not, it's not poor. It is, that's a lie. Huh. It's a poor, <laughs> it's like poor part. Uh-huh. Of like back home, but like we do, we do okay for ourselves. For people that live in the council state, right. we have a roof over our head, food on the table. But I always grew up with the mindset of just wanting to be financially rich because at that age, I had implanted into my head that money was going to make me happy. Uh-huh. Um, and this girl was extremely rich financially, right. and it, and the more I got to know her, the more I got to know her parents and stuff like that. It was nice to see that people that are financially rich have as much problems or more problems than people like with or without money mm-hmm. um, so she really taught me about like money not bringing happiness yeah right um, and like it just comes down to that but yeah so I went on the trip people back home will definitely know what it is you might know what it is it's called Magaluf no clue never heard of it that's no crazy clue. bro <laughs> people right now are screaming at me <laughs> thinking I'm like a cheating fuck yeah. being like boo is so that like explain a myself, tour bro if you go to Magaluf it's in Spain and it's literally just everyone goes to have sex right. and, like, okay. and like party. 
can take, <laughs> can take you to what we call back. Is that what's called? Yep. So I went. Um, I went with a lot of boys, 30, 30 boys, um, boys from school. <laughs> Going to say before I start the rest of the song, so I didn't do any, I didn't cheat at all. Um, I stayed to myself. Who knows? Maybe some boys did, some boys didn't. None of my business. I just stayed loyal. And then, okay, it's going to sound really petty and really stupid, but I don't want to go into detail because obviously she might not want me talking about it. But things happened back home. She didn't cheat or anything like that. But from from my opinion, she had done enough when I was in this place, Magaluf, uh-huh. doing nothing wrong. She had done a couple of silly things back home when she was silly for me to end it. Um, so I rung her. I remember like it was yesterday. I just remember one of the boys, they had showed me something that I didn't want to say but needed to see. I'm like, I don't have credit, my phone. Give me your fucking phone. I take his phone <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm like, listen very carefully. I'm going to give you one chance. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> Mel, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm like, God. I'm going to give you one chance. Listen very carefully. If you tell me the truth straight up, I'm not going to end it. If you do, I'm, no, if you don't tell me, I'm going to end it. I don't know what the truth is. <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Um, don't hear, by the way, when I'm talking about this, in this relationship, I wasn't the best person ever, by the way. We both done dumb shit. We were very young. Um, so, from my perspective, she didn't tell the truth. So I was like, blah, blah. I don't even know what I said on the phone. Then. I just went crazy. I was like, that's it. It's fucking but over. If she's listening, please, if you if you recall what he says, send it in. Yes. Set, let us know. Mel, I know you listen to the podcasts. Send me in what I say. It'll be funny. Um, <laughs> So I went off on one probably sp- You think I speak fast now You should have heard me then <laughs> She probably didn't even understand me So I like hang up I remember I straight away bring my mum I'm like Don't answer the phone to her Blah 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 Because they were insanely close mm. She was insanely close to my whole family She, she literally was my family Right Went um, crazy Just remember Then I came into the room I had I hand Josh The guy I did the podcast with I handed his phone back <laughs> And he's like Are you okay? And he goes Boys I'm fine and then I just remember the rush of energy. I just start smashing the hotel, oh. breaking everything, trashing oh. everything. Oh. <laughs> and I just remember I sat down, and then one of the boys, because we all had to pay money before, because Michael is so crazy, you have to pay like a lot of money, mm. like a deposit. Right. So if you break shit, you don't get the deposit back. Yeah. And all I remember is one of the boys going, "Well, that's the deposit gone." <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I was like, "Yeah, that's the deposit gone." <laughs> so. so you know what, plot twist, we actually got the deposit money back. I don't know oh, how. Very nice. Yeah, so very nice. we we broke up. Um, then we'll go back to them when I got home. At the start, I thought it was the best thing ever. Single guy, a lot of people tell me that I'm okay looking. Damn right, I'm good looking. I'm only joking, self-love's key. <laughs> <laughs> Look after yourselves. Um, <laughs> so I like, I'm a very cocky 19-year-old boy. Just started doing personal training. I'm like thinking I'm the boy. So I started going out all the time, drinking all the time. And then I said, after like a month or so, it gets to the stage where you're alone and it, it, it's not as nice. Um, I, my, my biggest coping mechanism was definitely alcohol. Like, mm-hmm. bare minimum, since, since I like stopped going out with her, bare minimum would have been drunk five nights of the week. Really? For, oh, like 100, wow. ask the boys. So every, five nights a week, consistently for about three months. And then I hit a point where I got drunk. 21 days in a row. What? 21 days in a row. How are you alive? Oh my God, bro. I'll show you a photo later of me on the 21st day. Oh my gosh. Someone took a photo. Um, one of the boys took a photo and the, the night I had it was actually, the night I, I literally remember saying to Davey, that was one of the boys, I was like, I can't go out, I'm going to die. And do you know what night it was? No oh joke. Gosh. It was um, New Year's. Really? When everyone goes out, Fuck. everyone celebrates. I was in work and I was tying up the papers um, I worked in like a local shop. Uh-huh. I was tying up the papers, and this is when I kind of knew I was in trouble. I I just started shaking like crazy, mm-hmm. like beyond control. Right. <coughs> Part of me, and it was literally the shakes from like not having alcohol for like really? sixteen hours. Yeah. Ah. Um. So twenty-one days in a row. By the way, guys, if you hear a bit of background noise, that's just the cleaners clean up a camp. So apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Also apologize if the sound isn't the best. We're recording off the phone. We're Back to my story. Dirty wee cabin. We're in a dirty cabin, <laughs> so we are. Um, so yeah, I got drunk 21 days in a row. And literally my body hadn't had alcohol in probably 12 to 16 hours. And I dropped the papers and I just started shaking. I still went out and drunk that night. 
and then we got back into my house and it was quite early it was like one o'clock and I was like we're going to go back out we're going to go back out me and, me and Davey and then I got in the bed and Davey will be able to tell you if you ever get speaking to him I was like Davey I can't move and he was like drunk thinking it was like funny I was drunk too and he was like come on like let's go let's go and I was like mate I literally think I might die like I'm not okay and Joe, you know I've got like a bad heart I've got like a heart condition yeah oh my days bro it was, I literally couldn't get out of bed like, it was just beating so fast. Um, after that point, it definitely still, like, went out. It was, I think, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but I went from, like, the like, so went from, like, heartbreak to crying, all that. Then it went to, like, anxiety and depression and loneliness. And then there was a point, I don't know how many people's experiences, I felt nothing. Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. Nothing, bro. Yeah. And... Oh my, I literally remember being in my room. This is after after this, like the drinking and stuff. And so I cried. Heart was broken for God knows how long—three, four, five months. And then one day it went to nothing. I couldn't feel any emotion at all. And yeah, it was looking back, fucking hell, it was terrifying. But at the time, I remember just sitting and just being emotionless and being like trying to make myself cry because I'd done that much and yeah. just couldn't. I was like, what the fuck? There was one point where I thought I'd run out of tears. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. Like, I literally did. I, I didn't yeah. feel anything. It's, I can't even... I'm trying to explain to you people. It's hard, But you yeah. can't because you don't I think feel you're doing, anything to explain. I think you're doing a good job. Yeah, I'm trying honestly. to explain nothingness. And nothingness is literally just pure emptiness. Yeah. It's just like... It's like you're not scared. You're not, like, sad. You're not happy. It's just like... You're just... You're just flat. Yeah, like, le- legit. You're going to be like, you're exaggerating like shit. If someone walked in with a gun and pointed into my head, then I would have been like, sweet. Mm, I just wouldn't have felt no emotional uh-huh. reaction to any of it. It yeah. was just so weird. And looking back at that, it's like, it doesn't even feel real. It doesn't feel like it was my life. Yeah, right. It's like the person I am now yeah. is like someone totally different who I was going was through. Was You know, like, I think that's kind of maybe why I did the self-harm because I couldn't, like, I couldn't feel anything. So and you're trying to feel like, emotions? Yeah, that's why I did it. Like, and then... I definitely went through the same stages as you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like, you don't feel anything. And then like your friends pick up and they're like, oh, like, why don't you ever come out with us anymore? Like ever talk to us. And like my group of boys, we don't really, like we love each other. I call them my brothers, my family, but we don't message each other much. We don't message each other much outside of when we hang out. Like we hang out. When we're hanging out, we talk. But when we're not, we're messaging to hang out. And that's it. Like, we don't talk. We don't message each other like a couple and be like, hey, how are you going, darling? Like, what are you doing tonight? You want to go get some dinner? It's just like... Basically, you don't get on the way me and you get on and tell each other. We love each other every second. It's like, what's up? What you doing? Do you want to hang out tonight? That's it. And it's like, yes or no? Um, If you can hear a little bit of change in the sound, it's just because we moved it outdoors because the cleaners are doing an amazing job um, helping us clean the cabin. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like you were saying about like your parents and stuff shouting at you and trying to obviously help you, but at the time you don't see it. I remember, so like my mum and dad are the most amazing people ever. And obviously they were trying to do their best to like help me get out of this rut. I don't know if they knew, well, at this time I didn't know, but when I would have came in, when I would have came in, oh, and you fell off the chair. Um, when I would have came in like from nights out and stuff at the start, they wouldn't have minded too much. They literally would have been speaking to me and being like, that's cool, you're going through heartbreak. Um, it is what it is. And they would have been there for me. And then it started to get to the point where I was literally like, no, do you have housekeep back home? Housekeep, what is that? So it's just like we pay like rent towards your family? Mm, we just call it paying rent. Paying rent, okay, uh-huh. yeah. So like literally that thing where like, so I like would stop literally just so I could go out and like fund my alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pay them any any rent, any housekeep wouldn't help towards anything. And then obviously they were like, Josh, listen, like, we get that you're going for this hard stage, but you need to put towards the house, like we need you for that type of stuff financially. And then the moment where I kind of knew that like, it was just gone, because when you're in this bubble this whole time, you don't really realize it. Uh-huh. But one day, um, I walked in, absolutely smashed off my face, like, not knowing what time it was. I walk in, like, trying to be funny. Like, because, like, we got big personalities in Julie. Like, you joke, uh-huh. like, joke your mum, jump on her, hug her and kiss yeah, her and stuff course. like that. Mm-hmm. 
I walked in. Um, I didn't even know what time it was. To me, it was like 1, 1 p.m. like in the day, but I was drunk from the night before and yeah. carrying on drinking. I walk into the house. I just see my, my little brothers and sisters staring at me, and they're literally getting ready for school. Really? Yeah, and my mum would all, like, so this was happening quite often, and at this point, like, my mum would have been, like, shouting and screaming for months on end. <laughs> at this point, she just looked at me, stared at me, and literally just, like, shook her head. Really? As if, like, fucking hell. Like, you're not my son. Yeah. And then, literally just looked at me, didn't say anything, and holy shit, that's the first time in life my mum said nothing to me. She got the kids, so it was 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's what time was when I walked Fuck. in, drunk off my head. And that's, um, I think that's when you realize, like, your parents know more about you than anyone Than you ever know. Yeah, it's like, they know more about you than you know about yourself. And, like, they know when you're going through some shit. Or they know when you're going to go through some shit, you know? Like, yeah. They know the people that are going to treat you good and bad. Yeah. And you don't realize it. Half the shit that you go through, you don't realize. It's craziness. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah so, yeah, so that, then that night, and fuck, I never thought my mum would say this in my life. She wouldn't have said it in my life unless she felt it was, like, the only option. That night, she says, Josh, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah. And she sat me down, and she says, if this doesn't change, you're, you're going to have to move out. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And yeah. that kind of, I think that's kind of what sparked me. Um, guys, just again, going to what I kind of done to help me get out of this heartbreak, depression, whatever you want to call it. Um, just got myself into the gym. A massive shout out to a guy called Jonathan Oates who was there for me the whole time without even realizing that he was the guy that I worked for. He like got me into the gym, got me training, got me eating good, proper food, would shout at me if I was trying to go out. <laughs> he would do stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, even now I still go out, it's okay to go out. What it's not okay to do is use alcohol or drugs or whatever you do or to self-harm as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's just not okay. You gotta tackle them demons head on. Because if you don't tackle them, they'll just come back for you and they'll keep coming back and keep coming back. And at the same time, it's trying to find a balance between not running away from them as well because, like we said the other night, they're there. Like, they, it's not something you just run away from and escape from. Yeah. Like, they're with you mm. and if that's okay, you just need to become comfortable with them. Yeah. Become comfortable with these emotions because they are your emotions. And it makes you who you are, you know? Like yeah. These, the emotions you go through, embrace it embrace I've had working at this summer camp I've had so many kids like be happy be sad be angry be upset and some kids just don't show emotion and then when they do show emotion they're just so overwhelmed and I'm just like just embrace it just be this emotion for this moment while you're going through it and just understand that like it's not going to last forever you know and I think that was a big thing like my mum she just said like it's not going to last forever you're not going to be like this forever so just like get through it and then move on, you know? Like, I think, I think we've talked about it enough. How, how do we cope with it? I cope with it. I coped with it. Like, I think up until this, even until this day, I've said it, sport is my getaway. Sport is definitely, like, it's just, I love it so much. And, it, like, without even realizing it, I'd been doing it for so long and so much that it just... Sport nearly saved you? It was a natural thing to me, yeah. Like, um... When I was going through that heartbreak and I was playing sport and I was being shit, um, I was just, I was like even more heartbroken because I was like, this is the one thing that I've got and now I'm shit at it. So like now I can just, I can, I can kind of work with it a bit more. I can be like, okay, it's, it's time for sport now. It's time for footy. Let's just sit back, relax. Let's hit someone and let's fucking go hard. You know, like art, art was also another thing. I think you get your hobbies from, like your lowest points, you know, like yeah, I like love you, art and like I use that to express myself a lot during that time. Would you have, would you have drawn quite deep things? Yeah. Do you have yeah. any of it? Can we get that? Um, I do. I've got pictures of it. On your phone? Not at the moment. No. We should try and get that and put it up as a cover photo for the All podcast. Right, That'll be pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. I'll try and get that. But yeah, art was definitely a big thing for me. Um, but yeah, sport. I don't know. You've just got to have something that you just you can focus on fully, you know? Like, I think even if you're not sporty, like, I'm, I'm, I'm great because i got the best of both worlds. But, you know, if you're a big hunk of chunk, you might want to go, you know, box like Josh did, you know? Or you might want to, I don't know, graffiti a wall that's public, you know? Like, there's just so many escapes that you can do, but you've just got to find it. And I think 
people don't realize that. People just think, fuck, I'm just going to sit here and be depressed and it'll just go away. No, you've got to do something about it. You've got to, you've always got to work to get out of it. Okay. And like, if you don't, it's never going to leave you. And it's never like, it's never going to leave you either way, but you can, you can dim it down, you know, you can deal with it. Yeah. You can deal with it a lot better. Um, and yeah, that's just how I deal with it. I, if I'm ever upset, like this whole time, this whole nine weeks I've been here for summer camp, I haven't played one like minute of competitive sport and I am dying for it. I am dying to get out on the footy field and hit someone or just kick a ball. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I think it's, it's better than sex. Sport is better than sex to me. It's going to say it. I'm going to, I've put it out there, put me on a footy field. And I'm in love. Can we get all the lads to just comment saying, footy or sex? <laughs> or sport or sex? Sport or sex. Have a vote. And don't be like, don't, don't be a wee ego and be like, well, I'm going to write sex because that's cool. Yeah. And that's what everyone wants me to write. <laughs> you write what you think, right? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the thing is, if you're not sporty, some, there's always other options like creativity, like music. Ooh. How shit would the world be without music? Oh my days! Fuck me! It's a massive cut mechanism. If you're, I think is what well what to do. If like you're feeling super depressed, the worst thing you can do is start playing depressing songs. Yeah. Because you're gonna feed towards that emotion. Uh-huh. Play some upbeat fifties, some upbeat sixties music. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cut mechanism. Drink. I'm not. This is gonna sound stupid, guys, but like if you are like a bit overweight, if you're feeling like a bit obese, that's not gonna help. What you need to do: drink water, eat good. That sounds stupid, but like. You need to look after your body. It's the yeah. only thing you own. Exercise, if you can, even if it's just a walk, go on to it, listen to good music. And one, I always preach it, surround yourself with good people. Yes. I surround myself with the best people at camp. I've got James here, who's oh. the most positive person ever, and I feed off him and hope he feeds off me. Of course. And it's just something that makes you deal with your, your like bad or upset emotions so much easier. I think the thing is that what people do in these situations is they shut down. Like, they shut down completely. They'll stop eating. They'll stop going out and getting water or sunlight. You know, they'll lock themselves in the room or they'll just get into bad habits. Like, if you can figure out that you've done that and, like, like recognize it, you've got to respond to it. You know, recognize and respond. If you see that you're doing all this stuff, that's the first step. But now you've got to do something about it. You've got to, if you really want to get out of that situation, you're going to want to do something about it. So I think sitting on your ass is the worst thing that you can do. You know, like try, like feel the emotions, but don't encourage it. You know, like go out and do something that gets you away from it. You know, try and escape that feeling as much as you can. That's what I tried to do. Yeah, because I've like, in the past, I've had people try to type me being, because like I try to be as positive as I can even when I'm not feeling great. Mm-hmm. I've had people like come up to me and be like, that, that's depressed, be like, well, what the fuck do you know? Like, you, you don't know what it's like, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mate, like, what, you, you don't know what someone else has been through. Exactly. Just because I like try to be as positive and you have to do it as well, try to be as positive, it doesn't mean we don't have demons. It doesn't mean we're not going through shit. 100%. So if you see someone that's positive, as well, don't give them a hard time because they definitely have their down days. Yeah. They definitely have their, their hard days. Like, there's at one point, James said, like, he was self-harming, suicidal thoughts. I definitely was at that point as well, extreme suicidal thoughts. And I didn't even know till about a year ago um, mm. that my mom came up and, like, so I just thought she was, like, opening the door and being like, oh, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Um, and what I found out then later on, only a year ago, probably, maybe, maybe a year and a half ago, my mom told me that she was opening that door to make sure because she, she was doing it so often but I didn't realise then because I was so far gone yeah. she was literally opening the door to make sure I hadn't done something stupid Yeah. which is just on reflection is fucking terrifying it's scary and if you're one of them people like you don't need to if you're heartbroken if you're feeling shitty emotions if you're feeling depressed that's okay it's okay to be depressed mm-hmm. let's fucking talk about it let's get together as a group it's okay to be depressed and I think the first thing you need to do is tell someone and vocalise how depressed you are because once you do that that's a start to go on the right path to not getting rid of it like we said but learning how to cope with that emotion yeah um, definitely trying to end on a lighter note might not end on a lighter note <laughs> probably on my side the girl that, that broke your heart what's the terms for you now do you talk like not in that way do you have a connection or is it done um no we definitely don't talk at all I'm I'm still friends with um the girl that I've got a so- soft spot for yeah 
Um, but no, that other girl. I think I've seen her mum since then. I was just like, fuck. And that's it? I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yes. Like, she walked into my work or something. Um, and then I saw my ex out at, um, out at the clubs one night. And I was just like, I was like, wow. Like, mm. I was like, it brought me back, honestly. I was it like, just like, yeah. It's like they're not real? Uh-huh. And the, but yeah, no, we don't talk at all. Yeah. Um, I'm past that. I don't need that negativity in my life. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, like, if there's people that are just constant, like, toxic people in your life and aren't going to change, because some people are so toxic, so negative, they don't even know they're negative, then type of people, definitely stay away from. But at a certain point, if you can, like, me and my ex and five years ago, we are literally, like, like for two years, hated her. Probably hated her because we're still in love with her, but hated her. Um, said every bad thing I could to hurt her. Worked both ways, I'm sure she said the same. But now, like, over the last two or three years... We're literally like, I'll always be there for her. Yeah. She'll always be there for me. That's extremely nice. Like, now she's engaged. She's, like, got a new man. And, like, that's amazing to see for me. Like, I'm literally... I never thought I would ever, like, hear me say that, that I'm happy that she's, like, happy with yeah. someone else. Uh-huh. I never thought I would have, like, the maturity or, like, be able to let her go like that. And I'll always love her, but just not be in love with her. Yeah. If that uh-huh. makes sense. For sure. Because, like, p- people would ask me that. And I'm like, the person that I fell in love with isn't the person that she is now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And the person that she probably fell in love with who I was, I'm definitely not the same person I was uh-huh. then. 100%. So if, if you can, obviously, of course, like I said, if they're still extremely negative, and if you're planting seeds, and these seeds aren't growing with these people, and they're just going to stay negative and toxic, this can be with an ex, or this can be with anyone. Definitely stay away from them. But if at some point you can turn it into a positive and not hold on to that negative energy... And get away from that person. Like, definitely do that because, like I say, I'll always be there for that girl. She still messes me to make sure I'm okay. I'll still message her to make sure she's okay because she's been through a lot more than I've been through. And how selfish and ignorant was I with my little stupid ego at 19 years old to think that I was going to be the worst thing to happen to her and to be, like, the most painful thing to happen to her because after that, she's been through hell and she's still one of the most, like, positive role models that I've had in my life mm. so it's definitely a nice story about how you can flip it I love that I'm like yeah. having an ex like I outright cursed down to the walls mm-hmm. called her everything under the sun she was this she was that denied being able to like turn around and literally be like that girl's amazing I hope the best for her I think that's like a super nice thing yeah I to always, take out of this I love seeing like exes get along mm-hmm. especially like when they weren't when it didn't end in like a bad way it just like it just ended just because, just because of third certain, party reasons. Yeah, you know? like, certain circumstances. I love. Yeah, I, I've got a mate back home that is like friends with every single one of his exes. Like, I love. And that. they still hang out and stuff, and it's good. Should I leave you with a question, Josh? Leave me with it. Okay, this might be a bit grim. Mm. Here we go. Would you rather break a heart or have your heart broken? I am going to be. I'm so sorry, guys. Well, put it this way: I've been single for five years. And the reason... Hold on, he's, he's taken at the moment by me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely taken by James. The reason I've been single... I'll just outright say it. Put it all on the table. The reason I am... The reason why I have not been in a relationship in five years from that girl is because I am literally petrified of getting my heart broken again. Mm. I think it is... Like, we've talked about it for the last hour or so. It is literally the hardest thing I've been through in my life, and I am petrified of it happening to me again. I don't. I hope it can't. I feel like I can deal with it differently because I've been through it once. Mm-hmm. But even five percent of what I went through, I don't think I could cope with again. Well, I know I could if I had to, but it's something I definitely don't want to cope with again unless I'm forced upon. So I'm going to be really harsh and say, from then I've definitely broken a lot of girls' hearts. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I'm honest, I, I especially at 19, I was an asshole. Um, from then I haven't purposely broken anyone's heart but it happens like I think I've got a very like a lot of people will say you've got an amazing personality and I don't know they'll come up and be like talking to me and tell me like after like two months or so that they love me and I'm like girl I don't even know myself so I don't even know how you can love me I'm still yeah. trying to work me out uh-huh. so I'm going to say it I would rather break someone else's heart a million times over <laughs> Josh is a heartbreak than have my heart broken because it's nasty and it's sore and it's painful and I don't like it <laughs> Hold on, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, was this your first, like, proper 
relationship that you got into? First one and last one that I've been in, yeah. So it's your only relationship? It's my only relationship. That's wow. how much it traumatised wow. me. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because mine was kind of like the first... It was like the longest relationship that I had up until that point. Yeah. And, yeah, it was the first, like, proper relationship yeah. that I'd had, you know, so... Yeah, no, mine was like, mm. that. like, I legit... I still remember arguing my mum and dad, like, they loved her, loved her the bits. Uh-huh. But they were like, always just be like, Josh, just make, like, make sure you're okay, make sure you're looking after yourself. And I literally remember being like, I know we're yeah. going to last forever. It wasn't like, uh-huh. we might... In my head, I was marrying this girl. Like, she was the one. Yeah. I'd, I'd definitely be like, she was definitely the love of my life or one of the loves of my life. I don't know if you can fall in love more than once, but she was definitely the love of my life at that, at that particular point of five years. <laughs> and even after the end, for two or three years, she still broke my heart. Yeah, so, uh-huh. it's not, uh-huh. what about you? Would you rather break a heart or have your heart broken? Uh, I'm the opposite, Josh. I'm going to be honest. I'd rather have Whoa. my own heart broken. Honestly. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know why. I just couldn't put someone through that. I hate, like... Since then, obviously, I've been with other girls and, like, I don't know, ever since then, actually, I realised this the other day, I always, I've always ended it since she ended it with me. Yeah, see him. And it's really weird. And I think... Is it because you're scared of getting hurt, probably? I don't know. I, I think I probably do get scared, but I don't think that I've come to terms with that yet. Yeah. So... And that's fine. Yeah, so I don't know. I, uh, I hate it because I, I do it, but, like, I couldn't, I couldn't put someone else through that like if I could choose I'd rather someone break up with me you know well mm. seriously yeah for real I don't know I'm very I'm selfless like that it petrifies me it petrifies me if I ever had to experience that again yeah it's probably super selfish on my end but at the same time it's scary okay guys it's scary yeah okay let us know we want to know two things in this podcast actually you know what guys so yes, if you've ever been through depression and stuff like that, um, we, I'm just gonna name out, I'm just gonna shout them things that we just said. Meditate, um, drink water, eat good food, spend time with good people, go and play sports. These are things that are gonna help you with depression. Let's make something out of that. Meditate, um, hydrate, mm. regenerate, mm. and uh, what did we say? Meditate. Yeah. You said meditate. Shit, I don't concentrate. Know. Concentrate. That's it. Concentrate on yourself. Um, mm. But yeah, if you ever need any help, guys, please surround yourself with people, the right people. Talk about it. Mm. If you need to, worst comes to worst, message me, Hippocrates page on Instagram. Message James. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, what's your name on Instagram for the people who didn't watch I didn't first s- one? I didn't spell it on the last one. So it's J A M E S underscore M I C A double L E F 34. Even if you're not depressed, even if you're super happy, still go follow him. He's yeah. a good looking boy. He's nice um. to look at. <laughs> Hit him up with some moral support. Um, until next time, do you have anything else you want to add? Let us know. Sport or sex? Sport or sex? Let us and know. would you rather break someone's heart or have your heart broken? Uh-huh. Answer these questions. Honestly. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.